this is Danny from the Famicast, and welcome to the 2012 8-4 Play Cross Famicast Live, which was recorded back in November 11th, 2012, as part of the Nintendo World Report uh, podcast telethon for Child's Play. Uh, during this episode, we have myself, and then from 8-4 Play, Mr. Mark McDonald, J.J. Epperson, and Brendan Pritchard. Uh, we're all kind of getting together talking about games at the time, uh, around that time too. Animal Crossing had just came out on the 3DS in Japan, so we spent a little bit of time talking about that and also touched a little bit on Crashmo. Um, and then, you know, there's some Life in Japan stuff there that you don't want to miss that for sure. And uh, we even touched on some listener mail talking about how the Japanese gaming scene seems to typically prefer physical media to digital stuff. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear that even just a couple of years later to see if any of that has changed. I'll go ahead and shut up and get started with the episode. And be sure to stick around at the end for some extra info. Now we are a four-play cross Famicast, if you will. Woo! Note, note to self, uh, iPad and iPhone Skypes, not so uh, great with the uh, group calls. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is possible. <clears throat> yes. I'm, ho- I'm holding the shell of a webcam. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna... Well, you're wondering, your voice sounds a little weird. But that, I know, yeah, I'm okay. more sense now. I, I am okay. Okay, you're not By the way, JJ is our technical po- podcast advisor. He's the one who puts together <laughs> the podcast every week, basically, ironically yes. enough. Right. <laughs> At least it's a wonder that about five minutes ago. Skype working on our, on our own podcast yet, but um, yes. we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that worked out one of these days. We want to take. It works. We we just have oh. to use it. Yeah. Oh, did you got it working again? Oh, I got it working. It's, it's all good. She. <laughs> okay, so yes, this is for the kids, but t- I'm pretty sure kids aren't listening, so we can have explicit language <laughs> too. So, We were going to try to talk about some Animal Crossing New Leaf because that just came out here in Japan on November 8th. And apparently, Mark and Brendan think they're just way too cool to play Animal Crossing. So <laughs> I guess that just leaves the real AJ and I, who actually have it, have been playing. The, yeah, they're wrong. They are, they're I, very I think cool. they're too cool. Yes. I don't think um, I'm too cool for it. I want JJ to. I want you to convince me, JJ. I trust your opinion on these things. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't really. But I need to say something. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I, if I may interject here for a sure. second, just for a second. Sure. Uh, we have a contest going on to win a Zelda anniversary Wii uh, DSi Shop card, and I'm supposed to be giving out a code word. So, for all of you listeners out there listening in, well, first of all, if you you know 
hear this code word, I want you guys to go ahead and email uh, to contest at nintendoworldreport.com. And the, the contest word is going to be pickle juice. So remember your pickle juice and go ahead and, yeah, email us. So, so what if we, should, we shouldn't use pickle juice in our normal conversation. It's work always use those. I, I just said it right now, though. Does that that doesn't that don't that one doesn't count? Just to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I was just trying JJ, to get some pickle juice, but you know. Yeah. Avoid the the PJ discussion and animal All right. I mean, there's a lot of PJ in AC, so I don't know what we're gonna do. So right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so JJ. <laughs> been playing Animal Crossing, apparently. And, yes. Um, I'm actually playing it right now. My God. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, I, with Animal Crossing on the GameCube and the DS, I was never, ever up early in the morning to play. So, what, is it the, the turnip stuff on, like, Sunday mornings? You know what I'm talking um, about? Actually, so, um, I've been making actual, like, progress in the game, and I just opened the, uh, the Street Pass area. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been looking at that, but yeah, Sunday is the um, the uh, the uh, well, I guess the the stock market, Animal Crossing stock market, or whatever. Yeah, and, and I, I plan to buy some beets or what are they? What are kabu? Turnips. <laughs> Turnips. Not, not convincing me. Not convincing me so far. Yeah. Um, JJ, how long did you have to play to unlock that that street pass stuff? So what you have to do is basically you start the game. And they give you a tent, and then you have to pay off like the the uh, down payment on your home, which okay. is only like uh, ten thousand bells. You can do that easily in a day, but since yeah. um, you know I work until I, I get home around eight thirty at night, and uh, by then most of the shops are closed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really able to uh, sell things at the beginning, um, but then I realized the recycle shop was open till eleven, and then I like quickly paid it off. And then the next day I had my house, and then the day after that I could uh, do Street Pass. So it, altogether, maybe like three days. Three wo- so three bu- buying three the new house days. to unlock Street Pass. Right. Because the, the whole purpose of Street Pass is to be able to share your house and see other people's houses. And right. you, can, um, you can go into their houses, and I think what I just read said that you could buy anything in them um, for a slightly inflated price, hmm. which is kind of cool. But you're not yeah, actually buying it from them. You're just getting a copy, right? Right, right, right. Okay. You're, yeah, I don't want to walk into my house one day and find it empty. <laughs> right, yeah. There's no, like, crazy stealing. This isn't Dark Souls. That's what I would start. I would That, that, that would get, get me interested. If I could be breaking yeah. into other <laughs> Animal Crossing characters' houses and, like, planting shit in there or, or stealing stuff. Yeah, I don't I think you can find that evidence of Mr. Rossetti's, you know, gruesome murder yeah. spree or what have you. I'm, no, I'm he sure he got the awakening where you could steal items from the item shop. I want that to happen in, in Animal Crossing. <laughs> then you get banned from that village, and if you go there, you get attacked. Come on, guys! The Animal Crossing world is a wholesome world <laughs> where so people don't awakening? steal. Well, okay. So JJ, give me give me the like the elevator pitch of what's different about. New Leaf over other Animal Crossings, previous ones. Like, what's the um, big killer functionality? Besides, I'm guessing, like, kind of crazy street passing. Well, I mean, of... it's basically yeah. Animal Crossing taken to the next level. Instead <laughs> of going around and designing your house, 
You can also design your town. <laughs> right, because you're the mayor now. Yes, you're the mayor now. That means you can, like, add bridges and, like, um, lamp posts and all sorts of things um, to kind of customize your, your town in a way that um, you couldn't before. Um, also, you know, there's the ability... I don't know if this was in the last one, but you can go to other people's towns through the uh, through the internet, yeah, um, including right. people you don't even know, which is kind of oh. cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I know it's Shocking. can't believe Nintendo would do something like that. <laughs> and um, online, what? Yeah, and oh, um, child molester town. Yes, well, <laughs> you know, you actually. In a pattern Nintendo. of donuts on the floor of this <laughs> 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 Nintendo set up a, a place called Nintendo Land that you can go to um, that has like all sorts of crazy Nintendo themed stuff. I haven't been there yet um, because I haven't opened up the uh, the Dream uh, Land or whatever. But um, that you access by going through a massage parlor. Yes, kind of all sketchy. Going, okay, yeah. Really. It's yeah. getting kind of adult, getting kind of sexy, but it's, you know. It's a very it's a very wholesome massage. Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of animal is the masseuse? Um I actually don't know. I don't have the place open yet. Um oh. I can go to their website. Oh wait, that's not <clears throat> But yeah, it's it's a it's a bear maybe. <laughs> oh my yeah, we're totally leaving the wholesome area behind. Actually not you at all. You, you do not oh, care God, about the kind of. <laughs> oh, it's a walrus. It's oh. a sleepy walrus. That, that makes it's it all better. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, so that... characters. So I, I read something from the new Famitsu that said uh, it's like a hundred returning old characters and like twenty new characters. Right. It's like a, um, a deer and a hamster or something. I'm not too familiar with like you know all of the characters from Animal Crossing, but I do know that like the uh, they have these two um, alpacas that are new. Um, those those guys are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, they I run the, the they run the recycle. Someone pretending to be Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is in it. I just saw that in the Mitsu. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Does he have like a red nose and everything? Yes, he does. Hey, how so, much of the per- the characters' personalities like? That the, my impression of that game is that it got a lot added to it in the um, localization, but I've never actually checked out the Japanese. Like, how much is all the Mr. Rossetti, like, really, you know, all, all the different really distinct, really uh, flavorful text in, in the Japanese version? Is that kind of coming through? Yeah, it is, actually, because, um, well, for instance, Mr. Rossetti... <clears throat> speaks in, like, hardcore uh, Osaka dialect. And okay. um, when you first see him in this game, he, like, he like you know, goes off, and then he starts talking about how he's been fired by the government, and they make all these, like, funny references to uh, actual, like, Japanese politics and stuff like that. It's really wow. funny, yeah. Huh. I wonder well, how many kids cool. playing the game would actually understand that. <laughs> oh, well, I, <laughs> I think plenty would. Um, so it's really? hitting the oh, same kind of pixar tone where, like, um, adults playing it. I mean, it's for a younger set, but adults playing right. it are getting some stuff out of it. Right. It sounds, sounds like. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. I, did you guys play the original Animal Crossing? Well, at least the GameCube version when it came out, like, what, back in the day? Very yeah. little. 
I never had a GameCube, actually. Oh, oh, man. (laughs) Well, I I posed this question to our our listeners the other day. Um, I had a villager named Nosegay. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) That sounds familiar. There was like a eater or something and i don't know she's kind of a jerk so like my brother and i always just like hit her with the net and just like run into her all the time and try to get her to leave you know our town (laughs) but she never left (laughs) i don't know i don't know if anybody else out there listening has ever had a nose gay and she always she's like i said like i think like an anteater pink dress rotten attitude um yeah, I don't know. That was just kind of weird and kind I'm of sure funny. There, I'm sure there are internet websites out there talking about nose gay sightings. Have you yeah, seen a nose gay? <laughs> it sounds like a schoolyard, you know, like a like a minus world schoolyard thing. Like, yeah. oh man, I, I, I heard how you get nose gay is, you know, you put 600 paintings in the basement of your house or something. Yeah, uh, apparently nose gay is also a flower, a real life, honest to God flower. Ah, well then that name makes sense. Yeah. Hey, something else about this game that um, that I think is interesting is how um, they're going to be pushing it. Well, first of all, the Japanese limited edition system is uh, the, the Animal Crossing limited edition 3DS that they came out with is pretty freaking cool and a yes. really great idea. Um, I think oh, it's definitely yeah pretty obvious to me. At least it seems like it's aimed at. Um, maybe at women a little more than a normal system just by the design kind of mimicking the uh the Louis Vuitton right, 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 kind right. Of that's look. the one that was based on Louis Vuitton yeah yeah um but it's it, it is really cool looking um but the other thing is how they're pushing it as a download game right. here in Japan um which is really mm. rare for anybody but you know very rare for Nintendo and it's really the first game that on TV they're pushing as um, hey you can download this game and always have it in your system mm-hmm. you know it's Which, funny it's not it's not only like Nintendo's first time ever publicizing something like that it's, I feel like it's the first time I've ever seen a TV commercial where they're like oh yeah you can download video games exactly exactly right. exactly people don't even think in those terms yeah, yeah I and I think it's oh, great ahead, I mean yeah that's okay it's okay um Nintendo, you know, you would think, well, at least I was thinking initially when they're talking about this new download initiative and stuff like that, I, I, it just seemed to me like maybe they're going to like half-ass it or something. And right, so, right. And I'm just really pleased to see, like, they're they're going in full swing, and that's awesome. Yeah, right. me well, too. I, like, I think a big part of it, the Fire Emblem DLC sold like crazy here. I mean, that, right. that game sold like crazy, but the DLC... <clears throat> rate, um, I think they announced at TGS that they made like uh, $5 million or something, sold $5 million wow. of, of DLC for five, Fire Emblem alone. I think it surprised even Nintendo um, that their own <laughs> consumers were that, um, you know, net savvy and willing to uh, pay money for, for that kind of um, for content, but also, yeah, like connected and, and uh, kind of ready to join this you know, download gaming digital future. Right. Yeah. And there's another, there's another factor too, is that Nintendo knows games like animal crossing are going to be sold out the first day. So they need to encourage people to at least consider the download version so that they don't have these periods of like a week or so where people who want to play the game can't, it's just not worth it for them. And it's not worth it for the players. Right. Well, and it's funny because actually, Oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. 
Um, because the the download codes that they were uh, selling in stores were also sold out. Like they're they're having like a really bad problem keeping the game in stores right now. Um, I don't know if that's a problem actually, but um, but they they're <laughs> also selling so out of these little cards. <laughs> yeah, it's like I didn't even think. Oh yeah, that's right. Those cards could also potentially sell out. <laughs> right. They, yeah. Well, it's such a natural fit with with the the nature of the game, you know, that you want to have it with you at all times, even right, if you're right. playing another game, even if Monster Hunter is your like, you know, quote unquote main game, that you want to be right. able to turn your system on, have Monster Hunter actually in the cartridge slot, or maybe you have that downloaded. That, that's that's a big thing that they're going to be pushing here now soon. But mm-hmm. but it's something you want to have always in your system just to turn on for whatever. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, um, play it, get your, you know, time-based thing, um, that right. and, yeah. and that's their slogan too. It's like always with you and you can right. never lose it, mm-hmm. which is a weird kind of angle. Like, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Like it's I right. think normal yeah. people when they think of like the, the benefit of downloading, it's, it's not just like, okay, well I can just download it and I don't have to go to the store or whatever. It's that uh, you can never lose it because a lot of, you know, DS players are children, and of course they're going to lose their games and stuff like that, and that might right, piss right, them right. off and their parents <laughs> off. So if they have it in their 3DS at all times, that's you know that is a definite uh, value-added bonus or whatever. And, sure. and another benefit people should be thinking, and maybe will eventually be, is cheaper, right? Like it, right. you don't have to have a physical thing. Not only do you not have to go to the store. But the, not having to have a uh, a physical cartridge or anything should make it cheaper. That's going to take a while, I think. But I we're already taking baby steps there. Japan will probably lag behind the West um, in terms of that for a while. But I do think it's going to get there. It's just a matter of slowly, like not pissing the retailers off. Until <laughs> right. Slowly, Nintendo doesn't right. need the retailers um, so much anymore, and then they can finally start you know, setting the prices how they want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'll just give a little bit of an update on our uh, tally right now with the donations. We have crossed a $3,500 mark. All right. Yay. So we have, in a couple hours, we have a 3DS report card with Craig Harris and Billy Berghammer that's going to be going on, and that should be a lot of fun. So be be sure to tune in for that, and be sure to keep donating money because if we get another basically 500 bucks, we're going to have some shenanigans at the end of the show with your live calls. So go ahead and please donate and do that. And remember about pickle juice if you want to um, or not. Pickle juice. You don't have Um, to remember pickle juice. You don't have but it would be in your benefit. Yes. Billy Berghammer is locked in a hermetically sealed chamber being slowly filled with pickle juice, <laughs> and he will only be freed if you reach $4,000. So, um, yeah, if you That's care actually about his it. next job. Billy Berghammer is going to go on to uh, work at a pickle juice factory. Yeah. Isn't that the plot of, like, Saw 6 or something? I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> They've, run, they've literally run out of plots. They've yeah. done every single other plot, and now it's a mathematical computer finally found one that they haven't done, and it's, yeah, right. trapped pickle juice. Well, this is a good idea, question mark, uh, exclamation point.
Anyways, uh, moving on. So just here this past week, the day before Animal Crossing came out here in Japan, uh, there was the Nintendo Direct, which they announced at like nine in the morning, and they were like, "Hey, this is going to happen at eight o'clock tonight." Yep. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I it's I love these Nintendo Direct events. I think they're great. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. But I really don't like these short notice things. <laughs> yeah, it seems like annoying. it's getting shorter and shorter every yeah. time. We were joking that um, that soon it's going to be like they'll, they'll only say them after they happen. Like, oh yeah, right. by the way, last night there was a Nintendo Direct. I don't know if you know. Iwata will announce it at the beginning of the Nintendo Direct. And by the way, this is a Nintendo Direct. Here's me. It It'll be at like a computer announcing it on Twitter, and then I'll hit the enter key right. and turn like, "Oh, hello!" Right. <laughs> Basically, you just have to keep reloading <sighs> Nintendo's website all day. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to do that. It would be fun. Um, <laughs> have they settled into this? I, is is 8 p.m. now the kind of accepted time? They seem to be kind of all over the place in terms of when. I mean, they're they're obviously figuring this out now, and it is a brilliant brilliant strategy um i was listening to the show uh here a few hours ago and they were talking about opinions about nintendo direct and and i agree with the consensus of opinion there that we're getting more information out of nintendo on a more regular basis um than we ever would yes Um, yeah definitely i mean you remember back to the wii even and nobody knew what the fuck the me's were a complete surprise. It was like the you know, the week before or something. I remember being at the Japanese event. Um, it was just before the New York event, so I guess it was a couple weeks before the launch. But like nobody knew anything about you know anything about the OS or UI or what things looked like. So I, I think that yeah, the Nintendo Directs. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge, huge fan. Me too. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. They're exciting because you never know when they're going to show up, and they tend to be interesting. I mean, most of them aren't, you know, mind-blowing. They tend not to have, you know, megatons, but it's still fun to hear Iwata go up there and just explain why these games are so great. And I, he makes he, he makes and breaks them. It, it's all him. I actually like the, the, uh, the evolution of Iwata since, like, the beginning until now. Like, he's increasingly doing, like, weirder and weirder things. Like, this right, time he right, did right, the, right. the whole unboxing, like, with the weird music <laughs> and, like, the white gloves. It was just bizarre. Yeah. I think he was trying to tell us the white gloves actually come with the system. So oh, that would be nice. Subtle hint. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Find that. Because the black system is like a fingerprint magnet, so that no would be kidding. very useful. The white system uh, comes with black gloves, and the black system. Fair <laughs> <laughs> fan of contrast, the Wii U is your system. Have you guys pre-ordered Wii U? Or are you guys going to be getting it at launch? Yes. Awesome. I have. Let's see. We have one reader, a uh, listener, who is kind enough to be. Uh, well, this guy uh, is coming. JJ, do you know his name? We should. His name is Kevin. Okay, you should give him props. So, uh, yeah. thank you in advance, Kevin, who is uh, going to be in America for the launch, is mm-hmm. getting us a system, and then is is flying to Japan for business. Is it or just for fun? No, he's he's just coming uh, for fun. Okay, he's just coming for fun, but he's coming just a couple days after the U.S. launch, and and as you know. The launch is not until uh, December here in Japan, so we're going to be able to get a U.S. system um, early, which I'm super happy about. And then I have another system. I have a black one pre-ordered from Toys R Us. Um, Okay, cool. And then, of course, I got the Monster Hunter one. 
uh, right. for here in Japan. Nice. JJ, um, don't have to pre-order, foolishly enough. <laughs> well, I want to pre-order, but like, you know, John said I didn't have to pay up front, but that's not true. I'm pretty sure Big Camera makes you pay the whole thing Oh, he doesn't. He got pre-orders. He has... From, from Big Camera? From Big Camera. John All right, well, I'll check again. Total. If I can pre-order without having to pay for it, I want to do that. Otherwise, I'll just go the day of and then... Because, like, I'm going to be paying in several different... Uh, Ways I've got like a uh, I got point cards I got <laughs> gift cards. It is going to be one of those people at the counter that takes like twenty <laughs> minutes. I got to return some games. I got to sell my Xbox. Bunch of pennies. <laughs> bunch of one yen coins. Right. <laughs> a lot of things got to happen before I do that wee thing. <laughs> yeah, I, actually... I, I'm I'm waiting for now for the the killer app that's going to absolutely make me buy it. I'm sure it's going to come, but I haven't seen it quite yet. So I'm I'm waiting on my friends. I will buy it eventually. Dragon Quest Ten, aren't you going to buy it for that? No. Really? Yeah. Well, the, the, the current plan, and I think this is um, this is uh, John's plan, and I'm going to do it as well, is to have a uh, U.S. white system and Japanese black system. Just to be able to, you know, easily tell them apart and have, um, you know, obviously with the region lock, we, we kind of have to have both, which um, yeah. which kind of sucks. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll definitely, I'm definitely getting both at least. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really want to get a U.S. one, but I'm, I'm going to wait on that. I'm just getting the Japanese one here at first. I, I actually have two of them pre-ordered. Because I was stupid, and I thought that I live in kind of a small town in Saitama Prefecture, and um, I thought that this place because they didn't do pre-orders for like 3DS, so I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to do it for Wii U. And then I just like randomly went to like a Toys R Us in town. I was like, oh, you guys doing pre-orders? And he's like, yeah, idiot. The tickets are back there. I was like, really? <laughs> so I grabbed the ticket and just got it. And then I was like, well, crap. If these guys are doing it, the, you know, the Yamada Denki, they got to be doing it too. So I called yeah. them and I was like, yeah, you guys doing pre-orders? Like, yeah. I was like, well, um, do you guys have the Monster Hunter bundle? Yeah. I was like, what? Are you kidding? God damn it. Because I just, because <laughs> I did like the premium set like before. So, I mean, you know. Right, yeah. yeah I, like, well, you, you can know, get rid of one of them. You didn't yeah, put, did you put money down or? Yeah, I only put like a thousand down. So, I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just out like a thousand yet. It's not that big uh, of a deal. I see, I see. Yeah. Uh-huh. I might even know somebody that might be interested in taking my reservation. So, whatever. I was going to say, I mean, it might not be a bad thing. I don't know if, if it's going to happen here in Japan, but it's. I wouldn't be surprised. I, in fact, I would be surprised if it didn't happen that this Christmas, at least, was a, uh, a wee Christmas. And by that, I mean like. <laughs> things going for way more money than retail on eBay, right, et cetera, right. et cetera. Yeah. yeah. I assume they're and screaming Bye. because their parents didn't get them one. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, speaking of Wii U, uh, during the Nintendo Direct, uh, did you guys see the announcement of, I think it's Nintendo and Sing with an X, uh, Joy Sound Karaoke U. That's going to be yes. pre installed on the Wii U. Yes. Um, Really yeah, makes so, me so happy. Yeah, I thought that was actually really cool because if you look at the stuff in the states, you know, you get the they got the TV or however you want to say it. Um, right, you know, right, right. Think, you know, you can use your Netflix, Hulu, YouTubes, whatever, everything. And you know, in Japan, there's just simply not as many streaming services as what there are in the West. It's just just the way it is, and there's nothing we can yeah. do about it. So, and you know, karaoke is 
huge in Japan. I mean, it is ridiculously yeah. popular. People always do it. And it's not just doing it in a bar. I mean, you have like you know, your own private room with you and your friends. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, right. It's you know, it's not like expensive, but it's not cheap. You know, it's not too bad. But I think right. what's really cool about this. So I mean, you get like ninety thousand songs if you you know opt in to do this. There is like a tiered pricing thing for like an hour. Is that a lot? Ninety. I mean, ninety thousand sounds like a lot, but like, like is it a lot, lot compared to real karaoke places? It's pretty good, but I mean, you'll see real. You know, you'll see karaoke places that are into the hundreds, hundreds of thousands. But I mean, ninety thousand is. Yeah, it, 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 it's based on the fact that different karaoke systems have different have different numbers of songs, and a lot of karaoke places now just have all the systems in one. And Joy right. Sound there is just one of those systems, but still, having one full system is pretty impressive. Yeah, especially on you know your home console, it's really exactly awesome. right. And, and I mean, the pricing's pretty good too. I mean, for like an hour of and and 30 days, 1,000, 90 days, 2,000. So, I mean, that's way cheaper than the karaoke um, joints they have here. <laughs> right. And there's like no no one drink minimum or. Right. right. Um, yeah. To buy honey toast and, and whatnot. No, <laughs> right. no, that's, that's super cheap. That's like, you know, a little over a buck for an hour, probably about yeah. four bucks for, for three hours. And the, yeah, the subscript, the 24 hour thing and stuff is great for people having parties. I mean, the thing about the, one of the funny things about this is when they first showed the Wii U, right, a lot of right, people, right. including me, the first thought was, "Wow, it looks like one of those little touchscreen consoles that you use at a Japanese karaoke place." Oh, there were a lot. Um, there was a lot of um, gifs online of people placing the karaoke um, image onto the Wii U, and it's like, "Oh, that's what it is." Now we get it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's and people will be immediately comfortable with that in Japan in that context. Like Definitely. it just Definitely. you grok it immediately. It makes total sense. Um, so and also here that another thing people might not know is that people buy. I used to see a lot more of this. At least I, I did in like the nineties and stuff. But people would buy you know standalone karaoke machines that hooked up to your TV. That had a lot less songs and were standalone things that cost a lot more money, you know, four hundred, five hundred dollars sometimes. Um, right. So just having that is like it makes it a no-brainer as the as the living room thing that everybody in the family is like, oh, okay, well, we just you know we have that there because it's a karaoke machine too, and now it's like a second TV and it's like a video game thing. So right. Um, it's one more thing for Nintendo to have to explain to people, and they already have a lot. You can tell their commercials are just like, all right, I got 30 seconds. I got to explain to you a lot of shit. Here we go. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. It's the other thing. That, that's one more thing for them to have to do with that, but it's it's a good problem to have because it just it's it, marketing-wise, business strategy-wise, I think it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And they tried doing something like that on PSN a while back too, actually. And I, I tried to use it, but the pricing was really was nowhere near as cheap as what they're saying here. It was something like a, a thousand yen to get a set of like maybe a hundred or a hundred songs or so. I don't quite remember, but it was really not affordable. Yikes! Um, one of the uh, a couple of things that I like about it is that um, a you can use Mies, and like I like all those stupid settings that they have, like the. Um, <clears throat> Like the you're in the recording studio music video type of thing. Um, 
And then also, like, they'll actually stream the retarded, uh, I'm sorry, the awful um, uh, karaoke video. That's my <laughs> like, favorite. The videos of the two people falling in love for no reason, or, like, right. the girl, like, damaging her heel and having a bad day, but then oh, she, that, like, that sees American the guy. guy that looks like Fabio? There's this American yes! guy yes! in all yes! the TV shows that looks like Fabio. Yeah, he drives a motorcycle, because Fabio yes, has a motorcycle. Yes, him, him, him. Right. <laughs> God, yeah, those awesome. videos like maybe not even singing, you know, just to stream that and have that on in the background yeah. while you're doing your chores or whatnot. That's good oh, stuff. God. You, you can do that if you want to. Just just pay for the month and you can just stream those videos all you want. Yeah, just put it on mute and just watch the videos. Boom. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. Entertainment right there. Yes. God. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think I'm going to give us an update here on our total. And uh, just one second here. Um, we are sitting at $3,558 right now. Still a little bit shy of our $4,000 goal. Uh, so please, Guys, if you haven't donated, donate. donate. Cheap skates. <laughs> and if you already donated, donate again. Uh, yeah. If you donated two times, do it three times. Hey, third time's a charm? Question mark? Exclamation yes. point. Um, <laughs> hey, so, <laughs> people. Come on. All the children that don't have pickle juice to eat <laughs> or drink. Yeah. This is for them. Yes. We've already kind of tried to free Billy Burkhammer from his pickle carbonite chamber or whatever he's I in. S- and... I saw he tweeted that he's still in there. So we got to work guys. a little harder. His life yeah. is on the line. Yeah. His life was in your hands. I know. But now it's not. Well, uh, let's move on to our next little bit of a segment here. Um, <coughs> we, at the Famicast, we have a segment every month that we've been doing for about the past year. It's called Life in Japan. And the segment is it's not necessarily gaming-related. Uh, it just has something to do with Japan. Uh, I think we've talked last year around Christmas time. We talked about Japanese Christmas. We've talked about, I think, festivals. Uh, just all sorts of, like, different stuff. And, you know, because, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of stuff in Japan that is different than what stuff is in the West. Things that maybe you wouldn't know from checking out. Uh, just, I mean, if you're a really hardcore, Jap- uh, you know, Japanophile or something, maybe you know. But, I mean, you know, I think for the most normal people, maybe they just have no idea about this stuff. And, um, <laughs> you know, Japan, it's, it's a really great country. There's a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, you know, we just talked about karaoke, which is great. You know, Fabio riding a motorcycle as your video, know, not even anything about. Here. Yeah, I know. See? can't do that anywhere else um we got the idol group akb48 and their 5,000 offshoots and right. sexy zone, which, uh, jj's a big fan of, of sexy i zone. love the sexy zone. <laughs> sexy zone i like how they call them idols i think uh one of my friends james charlton used to be on the show um he's like you know you think idol you think maybe somebody like you know martin luther king jr not like akb48 right but or <laughs> hey. charles barkley <laughs> 
Yes, or yeah. Charles Barkley. You, know, you don't something think like AKB48 is contributing to humanity the way that Martin Luther King was? Really? Maybe I just need to reevaluate the situation. I don't know. I think we. I mean, we need to consider this. <laughs> you need to watch a few more episodes of yeah, AK Bingo, and uh, yeah. Think about I'm shocked that you actually know the title of that show. <laughs> well, is it any better than their John Ken tournament that they had, the rock paper scissors thing? No, nothing is better than that. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, Japan's full of great things like that, uh, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. And um, one thing that kind of is kind of a bit of a problem in Japan, especially around the Tokyo area, Saitama, stuff like that, is cockroaches. Um, I don't know if you guys have had any experiences with these little bastards, but um, actually a couple of episodes ago on, on the Famicast, we, we were doing a recording and... I just saw one scurry up my wall. And I was like, good God. So uh, I typed into our Skype chat. I was like, BRB. And, you know, they kept going. And then suddenly they heard a crash. (laughs) (laughs) Was the cockroach sabotaging your room or something? (laughs) Threw me on the floor. No. Um, (laughs) Jump up toward my wall and smash it with my shoe. And barely got it and, like, fell over onto a chair. It basically sounded like I fell out of the chair and died. But I'm... <laughs> oh, yikes. We, you know, we actually, um, we sometimes see cockroaches at our favorite um, uh, lunch establishments. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the worst. We just kind of, I mean, yeah. we see them and then we're like, okay, we saw that, but um, let's all forget about it. <laughs> and then eat our delicious food. See that. We're going to decide that that didn't happen. Right. It seems like the reactions to it when you tell uh, people here, what, the reactions in my experience to seeing them at restaurants, you're right, you do, they do seem to be more of them here or different types or so. I don't know what the deal with them is, but um, there seem to be two reactions. One is like apologizing and, you know, feeling so bad that you almost feel bad that you brought it up in the first place. Um, right. Just like falling over themselves, apologizing. I can't believe this happened. This is so terrible. I can't believe you ever eat here again, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other, and that's bad, but then the other is just kind of blithe, like, yeah, uh-huh, all right. And at that point, you're almost kind of like, hey, wait, what? Like, you know, if I was in America, I'd at least be getting a free meal out of this. Um, shouldn't you be like, little alarmed here, you know, like, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not a cockroach. That's a, that's a robot. You're like, yeah, they're like, it happens. We, we see them here sometimes. Like, what? No. The food's so good, we attract even the bugs. This is a guarantee of quality. Yeah. <laughs> if they weren't here, the food must suck. But what is the, what is the, it's probably a myth, but what was the thing that John believes where it's like cockroaches... Oh, um, that thing. <laughs> there's two things, first of all. One is I, like, trapped a cockroach once and was throwing it off a balcony on the third floor. And he's like, don't do that. It will find its way back. Here. <laughs> right. that, that was so hilarious. John's like, dude, have, like, dude, they'll come right back up. Yes, they have this innate sense. And maybe they do, actually. I don't actually right, know. Who knows? I'm sure I know, I know they can find their way via smell and whatever, but do they actually do that if you throw one out of a window? I don't know. I yeah, but the other thing would... is that they that they can't exist above the 
second or third floor, or what was it? It was the seventh. It was the seventh. Seventh. Is it the seventh floor? And why was that? Was there like because the the, the air is too thin and they can't breathe and they die? Yeah, but 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 immediately (laughs) afterward, we looked it up and they talked about how they use cockroaches in space experiments, as in when they shoot them up into space, and we're like, hmm, John, that doesn't sound like they're having problems above the seventh floor. Didn't we also learn something like it was something from the Wikipedia that was like cockroaches smell their own farts or something? There was some like. Like like fart every second or something like that. Right, right. Something more like that. Some kind of ridiculous bit of thing where you're like, wait, this is Wikipedia, but can I believe this? You know, if you think about, like, uh, maybe people in the West, maybe you guys listening, you know, you think typically cockroaches in the West, it's usually, uh, my imagination is of some dirty, you know, I don't know, downtown, like, Manhattan crap hole that's just full of, you know. Joe's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Or something, you know, something gross like that. But, I mean, even if you keep your place clean, I mean, sometimes they still come here. Especially if you're on the ground floor, I, I, yes. my last apartment and my current apartment, I'm on the first floor, and they'll, they'll, they'll they come in every so often. I, I've gotten as used to it as I could possibly can be, but uh, you know, they they come in. There's nothing you can do about it. The the nightmare scenario to me is, you know, Japanese apartments by and large are small. I, I've been lucky not not since the first apartment when I was here, my first year have I have I seen one where I was living, but. The nightmare scenario to me, and I've heard this happen to a ton of my friends, is you're just about to go to bed, and you're in, you know, your one-room apartment that's, uh, you know, probably about 14 feet long by, uh, well, maybe maybe a little longer than that. Maybe I think it's like a little bigger feet. than that, Mark. <laughs> Not much. That's like a jail cell. Long by, uh, you know, 12 feet wide, and... Uh, you see it. You see a cockroach like scurry by, but then go behind something, and right. it's gone. So, but right. you know it's in the room with you. Exactly. And so now it's like, okay, do I go to sleep? Do I pull up, rip up everything, the whole apartment, trying to find this thing, go on a crusade, you know, to kill it or whatever? Like that. That just sounded horrible. Or you make it your pet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe you just yes. Uneasy truce with it. Yeah. The worst part is if you have a tatami-style room, if you have the traditional tatami mat room, a Japanese room, they can go under the the, the tatami mats, and then you'll uh, never find it. What? That oh, happened to me once, and I could oh. not sleep that whole night, because I could, I could, I swear I could hear it under yeah. me, and I was like, oh god, oh Don't god. The wonderful yeah. stuff to be hearing at 7.51 in the morning. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually... Yeah, what, what I ended up doing, because I, like, I saw four in the month of September, and I was like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. this ain't going to happen. So, like, in early October, I bought this bug bomb and bombed, like, I have a small apartment, so it basically bombed my whole apartment. Had to be gone for, like, three hours. Then I come back, and, you know, all the windows were shut, and I had to, like, cover up everything with, like, plastic. And I right, came in, I was like, oh, there with their feet up, sipping lemonade, like, oh, you <laughs> thought you got rid of us, huh? <laughs> There wasn't anybody like making methamphetamines in your apartment when you got back, right? Well, <laughs> no, not that I know of. But uh, okay. yeah, actually, when I came back in the room, I was thinking, oh, "This isn't going to be that bad." And God, I mean, I was like coughing like crazy. I mean, that stuff was awful. Maybe that's <laughs> what's had, still going on. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think so. I'm still coughing, you know, about two months later. Actually, we had a question from one of the listeners that I thought we might try to get to. Um, This is from Newt, with two underscores after his name. Uh, His question is, what is the best game you guys have played that hasn't been exported to Western markets? That is a good question. Um, I I can name mine off the top of my head just because it, it's my as of right now my game of the year for this year. But Naito no Kiseki by Falcom, no idea uh, that will ever be exported. It may never be because it's a PSP game. But it, it's my <laughs> it's probably the best game I've ever played that never ended up in the in the U.S. or in foreign markets ever. <laughs> um, there's really only one response to this question. And that is Mother Three. <laughs> Plain and simple. Uh, never played Naito no Kiseki. Easy answer. Sucking up yeah. the Nintendo kids. Come on, it, it's true. It's one of the best games yeah. of all time. No, that's a, that's a really good answer. I don't really have a good one. I mean, uh, definitely times are different uh, these days in terms of most stuff of uh, of good quality generally gets over to the West, I feel like. Um, yeah, Xenoblade finally made it over. I would have said even, Xenoblade had it yeah. not been announced and finally got over. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, at, I'm at a bit of a loss myself. <laughs> Should have thought about it more before I said it. But, um, mm. I don't know, I, like you guys, I mean, Xenoblade, and I, I really, I didn't beat that, and I came really close to kind of beating the last story, which they're both in uh, America and Europe right now, but I thought those right, were really Right, they did make cool. it over. Yeah, I thought that, that was freaking great. And then, oh, um, another one for Nintendo system, uh, Zangeki no Regenlive. It's a, uh, it's kind of like a fantasy offshoot of the uh, Earth Defense Force games. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool game that never came over. I'll just say Captain Rainbow to really. <laughs> well, Captain Rainbow also a really awesome game that never came out. Yeah. Well, and did you play it? I did. It's not that awesome. I mean, oh, okay, it's, yeah, it's not that awesome, but it's just like really funny and zany, and it has Birdo, and yeah. it is weird, and it it is a little bit funny. I did buy that game. Um, but that, that that's a real rarity these days too. Is just any Nintendo property that's just made for um, for one market. Actually, I got the answer. I got the answer. Yeah. Tomodachi Collection. Oh yeah, that would be another one. Uh, yes, that game. I wonder how is, well that would do in overseas, though. I'm it not would so do sure amazing. That. that game really? would absolutely yes. That game would do fantastic anywhere. Basically, that game was the promise of Mies when people were so fascinated with Mies and they wanted something to do with them. That game is the... You're right. That that quote-unquote game is the something to do. All you need to do is have, you know, the Joker... It's the ultimate water cooler game because you come in to work and you're like, 
Yeah, I went home last night. I was playing Tomodachi Collection. Turns out, like, my grandma is dating the Joker. Or, you know, all this, <laughs> right. this crazy shit ends up happening between the me's who are all people you know. And inevitably, when you see that person, you're like, oh, it's really funny. You work, you work at the convenience store in my Tomodachi Collection or whatever. And so then people hear that and they're like, wait, what? What is this thing? That sounds that sounds hilarious. Much less you have, you know, all the characters – um, voice their um, all their words, which is easier to do in Japanese, and I'm guessing is the reason why it was never localized, although I do think that game, even without the voices, is absolutely a killer app, a killer app, and right. I really hope they're going to do the new one um, for all territories, because that, that game is really, I think it would be a phenom um, even outside of Japan. I mean, it sold really well in Japan. It didn't sell like Mario numbers, but it sold very well in Japan and had long legs, and I think it would do at least that um, in the West. Right. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if you guys have played this game. I played just a little bit of it. It's called, like, it's a DS game. I think it's from Mistwalker. And, I mean, full voice acting, everything, it's called, like, Archaic Sealed Heat. Oh, Ash. Yeah, yeah. Ash. Ash. Like, (laughs) well, I mean, I barely played it. I bought it and I was like, "Cool, this is like voice acting and stuff." <laughs> but like the actual like the game sprites and everything, that game was so low budget. <laughs> okay, well we can take that one off the list then. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard it wasn't very good. I've never played it yeah. myself. Okay, well I should buy. I should play the games I buy. You should <laughs> like, feel bad about that. <laughs> I know that's I think a stain paid, on your record right there. I think I only paid like six hundred yen for it, so I mean, you know, hey. Okay, less of a stain. Yes, it's still a stain, nonetheless. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and update the uh, do- donation total right now. Actually, we're above our total last year. Last year, our goal, God, I don't remember what our goal was, but we donated, basically some people donated roughly uh, $3,400, a little bit over that. And it looks like now we're still sitting at about 90% of our goal, $3,588. Uh, come on, guys, keep keep on donating that money for the kids. And, uh, yeah, also stick around for other stuff and uh, other chances to maybe win some cool prizes. We've got tons of stuff that's still available. Uh, don't forget to drink your pickle juice. Pickle and, juice? Uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of kids, I'm sure in the next um, segment with the Player One podcast, guys, uh, you'll hear a few of them crying in the background. So, um, oh, you, you, you didn't hear my son like crying and and no, giggling. No. Oh, no, not I, at all. Then my mic is better than I thought. But when you do, think think of the children. Think of the <laughs> the crying children that don't have parents that work in the gaming industry to <laughs> clothe and feed them, um, and. Um, have them on in the background of their podcast every goddamn week. Um, and, and please donate. Yes, please donate, everyone. It's for a great cause.
All right, and that's going to do it for the 2012 WR Telethon 8-4 Play Cross Famicast. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. It was a real pleasure and a lot of fun to uh, kind of go back through and listen to this, uh, you know, two years later. Um, you know, I want to give a big thanks to those guys at 8-4 uh, for coming on every year and helping out and participating. I know it's a lot of fun for me uh, and all of us here at NWR, and I'm pretty sure those guys have a good time too. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun just getting to hear our thoughts, well, kind of about Wii U stuff and where, well, kind of our optimism about it going in at that point. You know, I also want to give a big shout out to Carl Castaneda who initially edited this segment. So that's why you hear that one initial musical bit at the end. But uh, to close us out here, I'm including a track from X Troopers, the 2012 3DS PlayStation 3 uh, game that never left Japan. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. And as always, if you have any questions, you can send those to at Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com or you can also leave us a tweet at the Famicast on Twitter. So thank you very much and enjoy this little bit of music. Music